Hello and welcome to the Stock Podcast. I'm Nate Abercrombie, the host of the only investing podcast that gives everyone the chance to hear public company CEOs and CFOs describe their business and provide the investment case for their company. In this episode, the Stock Podcast is really excited to bring you an interview with Bahir Manios, Chief Financial Officer of Brookfield Infrastructure Partners, ticker symbol BIP. And it's probably worth mentioning that most investors refer to Brookfield Infrastructure as BIP. That's because there's more than one Brookfield. You'll hear more about this from Bahir, but BIP or BIP is one of several public asset managers that make up the larger Brookfield family of companies. BIP is one of the largest globally diversified owners and operators of infrastructure assets in the world. BIP is classified as an electric utility, but the company's asset portfolio includes a lot more than just electric utility infrastructure. BIP owns and operates transportation, energy, and data infrastructure assets. BIP is characterized as a dividend growth stock, and the company currently pays a $1.88 per share dividend, which results in a dividend yield of just about 5% today. And BIP's dividend growth rate has averaged 11% between 2009 and 2018, which puts BIP's growth rate in the top decile amongst utility peers. Now, I'll touch just very briefly on the high-level financial metrics, and then we'll go to the interview. And stick around after the interview if you'd like to hear just a very brief recap on the interview and the investment story. BIP has a market cap, a basic market cap, of roughly $10.7 billion dollars but it's closer to around 16 billion if you include the general partner's interest in BIP. The company has about $1.1 billion of cash and total debt of nearly 10 billion. That puts the total enterprise value at close to 28 billion. The street's really bullish on BIP with more than 90% of Wall Street analysts having a buy rating. And the average price target is right around $61, which results in a, an implied return of just over 20% based on today's share price. Just a few quick public service announcements before we get to the interview. A transcript to this interview will be available soon on the website. Also, if you do get a lot of value out of the IWTB podcast, I ask that you consider supporting the program. Check out the support the show page on the website. Lastly, please spread the word. Tell someone who you think might get something out of these types of interviews because the best way to advertise for podcast these days is really word of mouth. So please spread the word. And one more thing before we get to the interview with Bahir, Bip asked that I read a disclaimer at the beginning of this interview. So bear with me and let's just get through this disclaimer and then we'll get to the interview with Bip's CFO, Bahir Manios. At this time, I'd like to remind you that in talking about Brookfield's growth initiatives and financial and operating performance, forward-looking statements may be made. These statements are subject to known and unknown risks, and future results may differ materially. For further information on known risk factors, please review Brookfield Infrastructure's annual report on Form 20F, which is available on the company's website. Further, listeners should not construe the content of this podcast as offering any legal tax, investment, or accounting advice, or a recommendation with respect to any investment. Listeners should consult with their own advisors with respect to any such matters. Bahir Manios, thank you so very much for joining the podcast. It's going to be a pleasure talking to you and about Brookfield. Hi, Nate. Uh, it's uh, great to be on with you today. Uh, it's great to have you. 
It would be really great to hear about your background. Could you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your history at, at Brookfield Infrastructure Partners and, and you know, your sort of path to the role of CFO? <laughs> sure, uh, sure, Nate. Um, I must warn you, though, that I am uh, much more comfortable talking about the business uh, itself than about my own self, but I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give it a shot here. I appreciate that. I like humility. So it's great to have some humility on the program. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So so I joined um, Brookfield Asset Management. So this would be BIPS uh, or Brookfield Infrastructure Partners uh, parent company back in 2004. I had just graduated from the chartered accounting program from one of the big four accounting firms, then joined the company's uh, corporate group. And for about two and a half, three years, really just got involved in many different aspects of the company's finance, treasury and control uh, functions. And then early in 2007, I had heard about our plans to do a spin-off of uh, five uh, smaller assets that were in Brookfield's balance sheet at the time and that we were using to create uh, this pure play infrastructure vehicle. Um, so it sounded interesting, uh, and I was pretty eager to get involved. So I put my hand up, took on the assignment of working on the spinoff, uh, and really just getting the company listed and organized to conduct on uh, or to conduct carry on operations. Yeah. Um, so that all happened early 2008. Uh, we got the partnership listed, uh, I want to say January 31st that year. I then took on a controllership function for. BIP after the company was listed, uh, moved to London in 2010 to become the CFO of our European business, and really just to help build out our presence in that part of the world before coming back to Toronto in 2013, uh, when I was appointed to be the CFO of BIP, and I've been in that role ever since then. So basically, in a nutshell, you know, I've been with Brooks, the Brookfield family of companies pretty much uh, my whole professional career. Yeah, no, that's, that's actually really admirable and really interesting to, you know, talk to somebody who's been with one company their entire career. It's, uh, it's impressive. Yeah, thank you. You know, when I first learned about Brookfield, I, I, I learned that it was, it, 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 Brookfield Infrastructure Partners, it's, it's part of a larger family of, you know, Brookfield. Could you just sort of describe at a very high level what the family is, the family of, of, of different businesses and, you know, what the relationship is between Brookfield Infrastructure Partners to the, is it a parent company that owns the general partner? Uh, that's right. That's exactly right. Brookfield uh, Asset Management, um, you know, it's, it's a company that's been around for over 100 years, I believe close to 120 years you know, has over a $40 billion market cap. And, and, and what Brookfield is, is it's a global alternative asset manager uh, focused on investing in long life assets uh, across real estate, infrastructure, renewable power, and uh, private equity. So in total, Brookfield manages about $330 billion of assets some of the premier or largest investments that it has um, include one of the largest portfolios of office properties um, in the world, 
an industry-leading uh, infrastructure business and one of the largest pure-play renewable power businesses um, that include more than, I believe, about 200 hydro facilities, wow. um, as well as several high-quality business services and industrial companies. Uh, and so that's a brief snapshot of uh, Brookfield. It owns, it's the largest investor in Brookfield Infrastructure Partners. It owns a 30% uh, interest uh, in the partnership. And to your point earlier, is the general partner of, uh, of BIP. I see. Okay. Thank you for that. Um, just could you describe the business of Brookfield Infrastructure Partners? What, what's in your asset portfolio? And, and uh, it would be great to just hear about the corporate structure of, of BIP. Sure, Nate. So, so just looking at our business, you know, this year, and, and I, m- I mentioned before, we spun off the business in 2008. So earlier this year, we celebrated our 10-year uh, anniversary since listing the business. And, uh, you know, the business has grown immensely uh, in size. At time of spinoff, we were about a $500 million market cap uh, company. And today, if you look at our business, uh, we've got a market cap of over $16 billion. Uh, with an enterprise value of somewhere between uh, 28 or $29 billion. And Nate, that makes us the largest publicly listed owner and operator of critical and diverse infrastructure networks in the world. But what we're most proud of is that we've been able to achieve this growth on a very profitable basis. And you know, on an FFO per unit basis, we've been able to grow that by uh, in uh, over the past 10 years by almost 18% uh, on a compound annual growth rate basis. And that's led to an annual average distribution growth rate of 11% in that period. And so over the years, what we've been able to build here is a business that's made up of unique, very high quality, easy to understand hard assets that have significant barriers to entry. I would say if you look at our at all of our businesses together on a holistic basis, um, the common thread that underpins our business would be the fact that we own assets that are scarce and irreplaceable, assets that have physical and environmental constraints, assets that have high replacement costs, uh, and ones with long-term customer contracts and relationships. Um, so, and, and what I should also mention here is that our business is global. Um, in total, we operate nine large-scale operating groups um, in each of the key regions uh, around the world that we do business in. Um, so that would be in North and South America, Europe, and Asia Pacific. And um, and, I, and I think you asked also about our structure. So 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 BIP um, has been set up as a limited. Uh, partnership. The structure is pretty similar to master limited partnerships or MLPs, which have been around for decades and is very familiar to many investors, uh, especially those uh, in the U.S. obviously. And, 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 and I sort of walked through it earlier in my remarks. So BIP's general partner is Brookfield Asset Management. So this is an externally managed vehicle of Brookfield, uh, of which it owns a 30% economic interest in. Could you could you now walk us through just your different operating segments and and maybe also provide us with 
each segment's contribution to earnings or FFO, whichever one is the best way to frame up, you know, where your cash flows are coming from and, and the proportion from each segment? Yeah, sure. So I, uh, I can definitely do that. So I'll go through uh, FFO. That's the closest uh, FFO and AFFO, uh, which would be adjusted for maintenance capex, are probably the closest proxy to the cash cash flow that we uh, generate in the business. So I'll go through that as that's my uh, the key metric that I'll describe. You know, in terms of the different segments, and and as I mentioned before, we operate in four key core infrastructure segments. So the first one I'll start going through is our utilities segment. This business accounts for approximately 35% uh, of our FFO. So these would be regulated or contractual businesses uh, where we earn a return on the rate base that we run and operate. The segment is uh, geographically diverse uh, and spans over five countries. Uh, so this would be Australia, the US, Colombia, Brazil, and the UK. Uh, in total, we have about $4.5 billion of rate base that we manage. And, uh, and we run here three operating groups within the segment. And those are made up of um, you know, 6.5 million electricity and natural gas connections and over a million installed smart meters. The second operating group would be where we run over 4,000 kilometers of regulated natural gas and electricity transmission networks. And the third one would be the regulated terminal uh, that we own in Australia that handles 85 million tons or almost 20% of global seaborne met coal uh, exports that go from the prolific sort of Bowen Basin region in Australia and into Asia. So those are the three operating groups within our utilities segment. The next segment is our transport business, uh, and that's comprised of systems that provide transportation for freight, bulk commodities, uh, and passengers. Uh, we own and operate there rail assets comprised over, of over 10,000 kilometers of track that we own in Western Australia and South America. We also own 4,000 kilometers of motorways in South America and India. Uh, these are a combination of urban and interurban roads and a really nice mix of heavy and uh, light vehicle uh, traffic that we see there. Um, and then lastly, we own 37 port terminals in North America, the UK, and Australia. And in total, Nate, this transport segment accounts currently for about 35% uh, of our FFO. Okay. The third business is our energy group. And here we own systems that provide energy transmission, distribution, and storage services. It's made up of about 19,000 kilometers of natural gas transmission pipelines, primarily in the U.S. We do about 600 billion cubic feet of natural gas storage also in, the, in North America. We also own a district energy business that provides heating and cooling services to customers really from centralized systems. Um, and finally, the newest addition to our portfolio is a residential infrastructure company uh, that we recently acquired in Canada and the U.S. that provides 1.8 million customers a combination of water heaters and HVAC. So this would be heating, ventilation, air conditioning, rental systems. 
And in total, our energy business makes up about 20% of our FFO. And then last but not least, our data infrastructure segment. So here, this, this segment provides essential services and critical infrastructure that transmits and stores data. It consists of almost 7,000 multi-purpose towers uh, and active rooftop services uh, and over 5,000 kilometers of fiber backbone in France. Uh, and soon we'll be closing on two transactions where we will own retail and wholesale data centers in the U.S. and South America. So that's a snapshot, Nate, of our business as it stands today. And so hopefully what I've done here is I've given you and your listeners a sense of the size and the scale of our business today um, and just really how diverse it is and, and, and how unique it is. If you'd like to continue listening to this interview, you'll need to become a member. To become a member, just visit stockpodcast.com. Members have access to all full-length episodes and depending on the membership that you purchase, You can even have access to the transcripts. So just go to the website, thestockpodcast.com, and click membership at the top. Also, if you really enjoyed the music, you should check out Danheim. That's D-A-N-H-E-I-M. Mike at Danheim gave me permission to use the music for the podcast, and so a huge thanks to Danheim. And with that, take care and good luck with your portfolio.